Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You've made some steps in the right direction, and that's always worth celebrating. Without failure, success isn't sweet. Discipline is about ensuring that every year is your year, Mm. okay? You need to know how to strike that balance, because there is a fine line between being gentle and being lazy. What should really scare you is if you allow that failure to become your whole life story. Mm. Hello, and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney, and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now, we are all about promoting the wellness, growth, and development of a community of sisters across the world and in today's conversation we are going to be helping you cultivate discipline and consistency ahead of the new year it feels like just yesterday we sat here talking about 2022 and the woman that you wanted to be a woman of vision blah 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 (laughs) however not the year hasn't gone well for everybody and for some people it's been a swimming success and so we want to talk about how you can make sure that 2023 is your year, baby. That's okay. Exciting. So yes, but before we get into it, we have a ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. Let's go. Okay. Hello, sisters. Hello. I recently just discovered your podcast and I'm in love Aww. and I'm glad y'all do what you do because you help so many people. Aww. I want to date, but I'm also not down to date because I feel like I have so much love to give okay. and all I get in return is people taking advantage of my emotions and unserious love. I've been single for two years Aww. now and now I feel like I'm not wanted anymore. I know it's very silly for me to rely on male validation, but Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone wants to feel wanted to feel loved by someone else other than close family and friends. What do I do? Oh, girl, this is such a sweet uh, dilemma. Well, not really dilemma. Could become a potential serious issue. Um, And also, we love you too, sis. Welcome to the sisterhood. Welcome around these streets. Pull up a chair, get a coffee. Um, or a hot chocolate if you're not into caffeinated beverages um but to, to the dilemma at hand first thing i would say is slow down like it's actually okay and take your time with it mm. i know that sometimes when you have negative experiences and it's like constant negative experiences where it's like you keep on interacting with people who it feels like you're being um who it feels like they're taking advantage of you and you can start to build up this picture in your head that you know all men are xyz or just your experiences have been really really negative i think first of all slow down i don't know what pace you're going at when it comes to dating i know that you know after a season of singleness it can be really tricky getting into the hang of like dating again and feeling um comfortable enough to be vulnerable or transparent with um other potential partners so i would say slow the whole process down and really take your time with it and really take time to get to know different people if you're dating multiple people at once or even if it's a you prefer to date one person at a time taking your time with it to really get to know the person is really important because then it gives you enough opportunity to really understand who is the person that i'm dating do i actually like them have they been exhibiting you know the kind of qualities that I want in a partner and do we have compatibility I think that as much as you know you've got a lot to give and I think as women sometimes we can be super super um 
really, really enthusiastic mm. about, you know, throwing ourselves into the, these relationships or these interactions when sometimes we could really benefit from actually taking a bit of a step back and really just enjoying the process of getting to know that person dating them really like you know do I actually like hanging out with this person mm -hmm. do I like their character traits and I'm a big believer that time often allows you to get a better sense or a better judgment of character and it also means that you get to avoid kind of like love bombing so both on on both sides of of the spectrum right so you've got yourself you know when you're throwing yourself into these relationships and dating interactions you often want to present as your best self and then bam we're in a relationship or vice versa um, the guy may want to put his best foot forward. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I'm like really, really doing what I can yeah. to make sure that I look like I'm the best partner for mm. you. And sometimes it's actually a case of time revealing more about the person and more about yourself in those interactions. So I'd say slow the whole process down and really just get into the hang of what suits you, what kind of cadence um, makes sense and really try and focus on getting to know the person rather than just the partner or the potential partner. Um, the second thing I'd say is also to have a bit of a self-reflective um, moment or moments rather in terms of thinking about the fact that you're saying that, you know, it feels as though you're constantly getting taken advantage of. Now, this is not to, you know, victim blame or say that it's anything to do with you or it's a problem inherently um, that lies within you. But I think it is worth having that kind of introspective um, session as to, okay, what are the interactions bringing out of me or what are the interactions bringing out um, of the other person? What are the qualities of the people that I'm constantly meeting? Is there a pattern, for example, of the, the people that you're interacting with? Um, are there potential red flags that you may have been missing? Um, it's always really, really important to kind of you know, take a step back at least for yourself and really look within and say, okay, is there something that I'm potentially missing or is there something that I could um, potentially, you know, weed out in, mm. in the earlier stages of interacting with other people? So I definitely say that. And then the last thing I'll say, because I've nutted on is, obviously we're big proponents of community here. Mm. In terms of where you're meeting people, you haven't really like stated in the dilemma, but I definitely say diversify how you are getting to know, you know, folks or how you're, you're facilitating those dates. Um, I know that dating apps are, they're a minefield right yeah, now. So, you know, it might actually be a case of if you have mutual friends, for example, who are taking you to events or um, have other friends having a setup. I know that it's so like 2001 to have a setup from a friend, mm -hmm. but oftentimes it's diversifying the places that you go to and diversifying the people that you meet that yields a diverse set of results, right? Yeah. So it may actually be a case of maybe if you start thinking about how I can diversify, you know, my environment, then I may be exposed to different types of people and it means that in terms of character traits um in terms of experiences you have a rich pool of people to really choose from and explore mm. so that's what i would say that's really me, good but. advice i think you've hit everything on the head i i would say like try to approach dating as just cultivating friendships mm. and get yourself in environments where you can just meet more men more like-minded men more um people in general and just get yourself out there I don't think there is anything wrong with wanting a affection mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting and desiring love and companionship um and it's not necessarily about seeking male validation but I do think we as people want to feel wanted I think that's a core feeling we have not just towards romantic relationships mm. but wanting to sense security in our friendships in our family we want to know that people want us around and they care about us and they enjoy our presence so I don't think that this 
this is necessarily a bad feeling to have. Um, however, if that feeling is driving you to think that you are unworthy or not beautiful, or um, you're comparing yourself to people, that's where it becomes a bit more problematic. And so I would say if you are finding yourself suffering from like symptoms of that, then find contentment in the fact that you are loved by so many people around you, number one. And number two, you can start going on a process to find that person, right? So like Renee said, find yourself in community, find yourself at events, doing hobbies, put yourself out there a lot more. This is just, um, I guess, general advice for Mm -hmm. the single girls. Um, put yourself out there. Like you, you should just be outside, like be outside Mm -hmm. and be at events, do fun stuff, talk to cool people, let people know that, you know, if you got, like Renee said, if you've got somebody you can hook me up with, I am open, stuff like that. Um, just let people know I'm trying to date, make sure that you are comfortable. You're confident in yourself as you go out and, you know, time, time will tell time will elapse and then you'll find somebody but for now I'd say have fun with it um as much fun as you're obviously comfortable with and whatever fun looks like with you but I would say the funness should always be from just getting to know new people and I think when we go into the dating game or cultivating friendships with the opposite sex or people that we are attracted to Mm. um it allows us to kind of not put too much pressure onto making every interaction a possible, is he my partner? Could this work? Nah, just get to know people, just enjoy their company and um, allow it to also show you parts of yourself, which you may not have seen in a very long time because you've been single for a while, Mm -hmm. but um, get yourself out there, get yourself out there. And there's, there's no, there's no shame in your game, sis, whether it's a dating app, friends hooking you up, finding yourself in, you know, different communities, different events where you can meet new people. Just be be cute, be flirty, be f- open, be friendly. And I'm sure you'll find somebody soon. Aww. We hope that for you. Okay. Romantics. Maybe it's on your 2023 goals. Hey. But talking about 2023 goals, Ooh. let us talk about discipline and consistency because the girlies said that this year, if there's one thing that they wanted to focus on for Q4 mm. or that they struggled with in 2022, it's discipline and consistency. Yeah, yeah. And I think that you're like one of the best people to talk to. I've said this so many times before on the podcast, but like you are a very disciplined and consistent person in the things Aww. that you set your Thanks, attention Bob. to. <laughs> oh, me? Oh, romance. <laughs> Blasted. in the things that you send your set your attention to you um and i think that there's a difference between being focused and having vision mm-hmm. and actually having strategic optimized consistency and discipline mm. and so we are going to have a conversation about reviewing 2022 as well mm-hmm. as going into 2023 yeah. really centered around cultivating discipline and consistency because i think that that we can all agree is the key to success and we've heard it on the personal development podcast we've heard it we've read it in the books we've seen it do you get I mean we've seen the fruits of it with the likes of like athletes and the people who we admire Mm. you can just tell there's this common trait of just being consistent and being disciplined but it's one of the hardest or two of the hardest qualities to cultivate as a person Mm. and so yeah I think the first thing that I wanted to touch on in terms of this conversation and because of the stage of the year that we are at yeah 
I think it's important before we talk about like learning to trust yourself again and putting yourself out there and dealing with failure in order to become more disciplined and consistent. Mm. I think we should celebrate our successes, right? So for the girls out there who are struggling to yeah. really celebrate and frame how well this year has gone or that struggle to celebrate themselves, what do you think is uh what what is the advice that you would give to them to be yeah. able to have I guess some gratitude yeah, yeah surrounding yeah. 2022's performance so it's funny I was actually doing kind of like a mini review ahead of the bigger review so I like to split my year up into quarters mm-hmm. and then do like an evaluation at the end of each quarter mm-hmm. to kind of see how things have gone and stuff like that and this kind of like month being December I was just reviewing my goals and looking at my notion board because I'm one of those geeks that likes to have like my visions up on my my notion board and quite transparently there's a couple of goals in there that you know I missed the boat on Mm. and I didn't get Mm. but it was interesting because when I looked at the proportion of like the goals I set myself versus the ones that I missed out on I past Renee would have been focusing on the things that I've missed out on but present Renee is very much like huh Mm. you know I got eight out of ten or like oh I got a six out of ten here Mm. even some of them I got one out of ten and Mm. I'm really happy happy about that and I think it's very much reframing um the way that you look at your journey, because I think sometimes we focus so much on having arrived that we, again, forget the the actual journey, mm. right? And the fact that we need th- those checkpoints to actually give us the power and the um, enthusiasm to carry on. Mm. And I think sometimes when we think of discipline, we think of discipline as the word being disciplined to being disciplined or um, equating it with punishment yeah. and not around habits. Yeah. And I think when we start thinking of discipline as habits and not punishment, we realize that this is not to punish myself, but this is actually to make myself better, which means that every single thing that I've done so far to make myself better, I need to celebrate and I need to recognize. Mm. Um, I think for the girls that are struggling to celebrate themselves, Mm. first of all, it's normal. I think sometimes when we start the glowing and growing journey, we're like, I'm going to go from A to like Z in Mm. 10 minutes. And Mm. that even speaks to our the way that we view ourselves right so I'm glowing and growing so I'm going to be confident tomorrow and actually it doesn't work like that and that's okay in the same way with I'm now implementing new frameworks I'm now trying to be more disciplined there's the temptation to be like okay I'm going to go from a to z tomorrow and even in celebrating your wins that can take some time to feel normal to you, especially if you're the kind of person that likes to just keep on going until you get to the very, very end of your journey. So I think it's really important to have grace for yourself and give yourself time to like genuinely put it um, as part of like your program, your evaluation, the way that you like to um, implement frameworks in your life, genuinely have some time to celebrate yourself, whether you like it or not. So in the beginning, I really didn't like doing things like taking myself out on dates or like I didn't like, I even felt uncomfortable um, doing big spends on myself because I had never seen it modeled before, Mm. but also I always felt guilty and uncomfortable because I didn't feel like I deserved it Mm. until I had achieved 100% of the goal. But then actually having mini breaks or mini opportunities where I actually had to force myself and compel myself to be like, yo, I've done well so far. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't need to get to the end to celebrate myself. And I think that's an important thing that I want to leave with the ladies is you don't have to wait till the end to celebrate yourself. The journey is as worth celebrating as the destination. And I know that when you get to points like December, right, there's such a temptation to focus on everything that you missed the boat out on. There's such a temptation to beat yourself over and be like, damn, like, 
2022 didn't go exactly how I thought, but that's actually life and life has ups and downs and that's okay. Your journey is going to have ups and downs and that's okay. There's going to be a couple goals that you might need to extend the timeline Mm. um, on. There's going to be a couple of situations that arose in 2022 that knocked you over flat and you had to start again. That's okay. That's actually life. Um, what was super important is the fact that you had the vision enough to believe that this is somewhere that you want to go. Mm. You may not have been able to get there by the end of this year, but you're going to get there and that's worth celebrating. You've made some steps in the right direction and that's always worth celebrating. And another thing that was actually important in learning to celebrate myself was actually learning from other people how to celebrate, um, just in general. So I think, one of the biggest like folks that I was like, damn, she knows how to celebrate mm-hmm. herself is um, V. Mm. V, she just, I, I can't even start to, to, to really pour out and really share how much I love, I have so much love for V. Mm. Um, just in her achievements, but also her approach to herself and right. her own glowing and growing journey. Right. But what I really love about V is the fact that no matter how small the win, she finds it really important to celebrate herself. Yeah. Whether it's a party, she loves a good party. <laughs> and she does. I love that for her and I love a tear mm-hmm. Um, Whether it's that or, you know, going on a solo break or, you know, even lighting a mini cake saying, mm. you know, well done to me. Mm. And I think it's important to learn how to tell yourself well done, especially when the world doesn't know how to um, appreciate you just yet. Right. And I think there's also that element, right, where we attach our um celebrations to recognition from yeah, other people for sure. and when that doesn't come it becomes really hard to celebrate yourself because it feels like you're celebrating something prematurely or it feels like you haven't manifested in a way that can be validated by other people mm. but it's funny because before somebody becomes and thinking about what you were saying about um athletes before the athlete becomes you know the world champion they need to train and they need to be and they need to um, have the mindset of somebody that's won the race already. Mm -hmm. And in order to prepare yourself to do that, to win the race, you must celebrate yourself as a winner before the race actually starts. And my like challenge to everybody in this December time where you're, you know, doing the whole, I'm running ahead, I'm 2023, we go again. Before you do all of that and before you beat yourself up, look at your goals positively, write them down and say, what did you do positively that has allowed you to move the needle? Even if it was the 1%, because the 1% stacks up to the 100, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's the 1%, what did you do that was positive that allowed you to move towards your goal? Even Mm -hmm. if you didn't smash the hell out of that goal, and celebrate yourself. It can be a write write yourself a note saying, well done. One thing I love to do um is I write myself letters Mm -hmm. and then I schedule send in the future Mm -hmm. so I have a letter that's coming I'm even like oh my gosh what's Renee from (laughs) July got to say to Renee in December Mm -hmm. but one thing that I like to do is schedule those letters in advance and then I send and then it comes on like 30th of December like on a quarterly or um six monthly two yearly basis and I literally just say you know what Renee well done Mm. I'm so proud of you like literally my letters always start with I'm so proud of how far you've come the fact Mm -hmm. that you're still here you're still hanging on you're still going through the days um I'm so so proud of you and it might even be that right it might even be scheduling your congratulations to yourself in advance Mm. um so those are some of the things that I would say I've really nattered on but Mm. Courtney Mm -hmm. I would love to hear your yeah I think it's I think that's beautiful I think similarly surrounding yourself as well with people who celebrate you and I think it's it can feel very awkward sometimes to celebrate yourself and toot your own horn but especially if you're not used to it Mm. um or if you're not the sort of person who like 
knows how to acknowledge when they have made a major win. But I think we're so skilled in acknowledging our L's that like sometimes we just ignore our W's and it's like no make this a milestone moment like it's important to remember especially when moving towards the future Mm. it's important to remember when you succeeded in the past because it gives you a testimony it gives you something that you can refer back to for motivation especially so that you can bet on yourself again Mm. and I think a lot of us look to other people's stories to find hope and inspiration when really we should be taking note of our own story and taking reference of well when this happened to me in the past Mm. I overcame this obstacle or I didn't think I'd meet this deadline and I actually did it and I think taking that time to remember your own track record and to remember your own journey gives you confidence to tackle the obstacle that is ahead of you rather than just leaning on other people's stories and you know reading the personal development books and and being you know a huge supporter of other people who have won when you become a celebrator of your own wins Mm. you can more confidently bet on yourself because you're referring back to your track record and so it's much easier to kind of have this mindset it okay let me phrase it like this if you don't do that it's easier to have this mindset of they can do it And I believe in them because they're different from me, Mm. but they're only different from you because you've become more obsessed about their wins than you have about your own. If you had more of a, if you had more in the forefront of your mind, your own wins, you'd be betting on yourself too. And so have people around you who actually remind you and who take time to even celebrate you, whether it's a congratulations, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. doesn't have to be anything big, but them just being like, I'm so proud that you did that or well done to you. Um, it just lets you know, yeah, thank you. Like I did that. I did that. I like that, you know? Um, and I think community is important in reminding yourself to take that time to, to, to put down a landmark, to put down, you know, whether it's a picture, like I just finished, um, one of my online course modules, two out of three done. And I just took a picture of me and my laptop just to be like, course, you did it. I mean, that's it, you know? And having that there is just a reminder that along the journey, there were successes. And as much as you can kind of magnify your failures, it's important to then, because it's so easy to magnify your failures, it's important to be very intentional about zooming into your wins as well. And so, yeah, have people around you that celebrate you too but talking about the failures uh <laughs> let's not lie yeah everything has not been hunky-dory you know <laughs> sometimes you don't make the 10 out of 10 goals you're not perfect and it's very easy to be like we're just gonna forget yeah. we even set that goal in the first brush place it under the rug. but for some of us that can't brush it under the rug we instead make it an ornament in our home yeah that hey <laughs> This is a failure. Um, So how does one overcome the fail? Well, how does one overcome failure? Number one, but also the feeling of disappointment that they have maybe towards themselves, Mm. towards other people, Mm -hmm, towards mm -hmm. God, towards life um, that comes as a result of failing. Yeah. Oh man, girl, sorry. (laughs) You know what? Failure hurts, you know, Mm -hmm. like it really, really hurts. And it's disappointing, especially when you bet on yourself. Yeah. I think failures or like having other people disappoint you is one thing, but the failures that actually come from you falling short is like, ah, oh, damn, yeah, like, I should have done better. I should have done better. And I think the first thing that I would say towards that is, don't run away from the feeling of disappointment. 
because when you start to you know bury these kind of emotions and these feelings they will then manifest much later down the line or they will actually you know pose a chink to your armor or really significantly get you down confidence wise if you don't actually recognize them and and sit with them I think there's no shame in failure I think it's when you allow that shame to dictate your life and dictate the way that you you know approach your life and your goals that it becomes a problem so actually sit with that for a while I love to journal you already know that I love writing so I damn I failed you know I I in my little reflection notes I'll be like I'm very disappointed that this occurred and you know I also like to troubleshoot as well. So I'm very much like, you know, what were the factors that went into this? Was it an environmental issue or was it I was personally failing? Mm. And I think there's so much power in owning the fact that you failed. Like, that's okay. You're not actually meant to be perfect. And yes, you failed. Yes, you fall. You you fell short. Um, But that's okay. And I think just sitting with that for a bit before you run away and start thinking, okay, cool. Like, this is what we're going to do differently. I just need to be harsher on myself. I need to punish myself. Sitting with the fact that you were disappointed, first and foremost, is really, really important. And recognizing that that is okay. The next thing that you need to actually do is that troubleshooting. So what were the factors that did go into you failing? Mm. And what could you have done better? I think sometimes, especially as like women, or at least I can speak to my own experience, having previously had so many perfectionist tendencies sitting with failure and you know trying to do better the next time can end up in you being overly obsessive over it as well right so okay for example I think fitness is one of the easiest ones where it's very very clear when folks feel like they've messed up so it's like oh damn I didn't adhere to my like nutrition I'm going to like slash my calories to like 600 calories per day. Mm-hmm. There's that feeling of needing to overcompensate when it, mm-hmm. when you're when you're faced with failure yeah. that I think as women we really need to like not do because it only harms us in the long run. Yeah. So viewing your failures as something that's natural that occurs out of life but then also not shying away from owning up to your failures is the kind of delicate balance that is really important to get right. Um and then also thinking about, okay, what does the road ahead look like from for me from this particular point? Like, what's the smart way that I can do this in a way that's loving and caring to myself? So don't even see failure as an opportunity for you to be mean to yourself or to overcompensate, but see failure as a, how can I show love to myself in getting through this failure and mm-hmm. overcoming this failure? Because there's so much self-hate that can arise as a result of failure. Mm-hmm. And if it's multiple failures that you're dealing with as well, or really big, like you messed up, it can really make you feel as though you are a terrible human being yeah. that has absolutely no like, um, you just have no capacity to like sure. do anything, which For is sure. why it's so important to proceed this with celebrating your wins. If you jump straight into addressing your failures, you're going to feel like a failure and you don't have that balanced perspective or that um, glass half full perspective when it comes to thinking about your journey. So that's what I definitely say. Um, but yeah, failure we really as a community but also as women I really want us to reframe our relationship with failure and really see it as a natural part of life like it's not abnormal that you failed 
I think there's also that. I think obviously we have our track records that, you know, if you're somebody that's consistently a winner or you've had like a spring of time where you've done really, really well and then a failure comes and knocks you off, I think it can be debilitating if you haven't normalized failure. Mm. But failure is actually something that's very, very normal and it's actually part of succession progression. I think I've done super, super well. Like I can say that in terms of my own personal journey and like my goals and stuff. I've done so much better this year because I've accounted for failure. And I think sometimes even when we're going through the process of overcoming failure and then planning for the future, we always assume that we won't fail again or that failure is like this abnormal thing that will never happen again. I will never be under the circumstances under which I will flop. Mm. Recognizing from your failures that you have weaknesses Mm. and showing yourself grace when those weaknesses appear is so necessary to overall success because it primes you for the fact that A, you're human, B, this happens to people and C, you'll be quicker when it is time for you to get back up and start again. So normalize the fact that failure is part of life and that you will fail and you will fail in the future and Mm. that's okay. But making sure that you have a game plan for when you do fail or understanding your weaknesses from that failure is far more important than being preoccupied with the fact that you failed, Mm. right? So what has that failure actually taught you about yourself? Do you have particular temptations that is forcing you to, or compelling you into particular actions or behaviors? Do you have any triggers that are, you know, facilitating that failure? Do you have any environmental factors? Are there people around you that are also facilitating you towards failure? When you know your triggers, when you know your weaknesses, when you have a better understanding of yourself as a person, failure is not going to scare you. What should really scare you is if you allow that failure to become your whole life story. Mm. So and un- understanding that failure may be a chapter or it may be a couple of lines in the book is important. But when you become um, so obsessed with failure that it becomes your entire narrative, of course, success won't be at the end. But always understanding that failure is part of that natural progression and that failure can teach you so much about yourself to set you up to win and set you up for that success later on is so so important to reframe in our relationship with failure so yeah that's what i would say 100 percent. and i think it's failure failure is just a part of the story it's not the whole story um and it's so easy to just make failure the headline it's like ah yeah discard all the successes discard even the minor failures let's just look at this very big thing that i did and i think it's interesting that last week we were talking about embarrassment because i think that's what leads to a lot of us just carrying shame through our life we can't let that failure go and i think this without failure success isn't sweet without the concept of failure without the chance of failing and without the previous experience of failing why should we celebrate success if success is so normal it's not success Mm. do you get what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think it's important to realize that failure tripping up sometimes the obstacles that are in your way having to overcome internal and external battles is what makes victory sweet and as women who have had to overcome so many obstacles in life in general these things are just setting us up for an amazing win story um there's this joke that we constantly have running between ourselves that like whenever something goes wrong it's like this this is just part of the autobiography (laughs) just keep pressing this is what's making the (laughs) chapters interesting this is the texture in your story like this is what's making you dynamic it's making you a great character and it's like you know what as as funny as that is, that's true, right? People who it's just win after win after win, not that those people even exist. Um, it's probably just, we don't see their failures, but mm. if there was a such a person to exist and their life was without strife, their life was without struggle, they wouldn't be 
that exceptional we would actually think they weren't human human they were mm, superhuman mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. if we look at superheroes if we look mm. at religious um icons if we look at anyone their story of victory was so inspirational because of how many obstacles were in their way and because it wasn't completely stress-free, mm. right? I think we also need to reframe what we call failure because oftentimes what we call failure is just us being tested. And you may see it as, well, I didn't succeed in that test, but actually what that test revealed to you is what you don't know, right? right? There's this thing when we were... Uh, you know, studying um, and doing exams and stuff like that. You were always told do mock mock papers, right? Test yourself constantly, even before the real test actually happens. Mm. Not necessarily to show you what you're good at, but to show you what you're bad at. And I think it's important to see the testings that come in your life and the failures you have as the perfect opportunity to highlight to you, hey, you've got a weak spot here. Mm. And this is where you need to redirect your attention in the next year or redirect your attention in the next season because this is weak. And if you get tested in this area, you might fail when a lot is riding on the line, when the real test shows up. Do you get what I mean? And so I think the way we frame these mini failures is important, right? It's an it's an opportunity to look within yourself and say, ah, okay, this is where I need to work on because we can get so dependent on sharpening our strengths. And it's like, girl, you're already strong there. It's all right. It comes natural to you. Being able to do X, Y, Z comes natural to you. Look at the places that don't, you know, and, and cultivate those places, give those places more of your attention. Um, and that's a great way to redistribute your energy as well, to make sure that you're being as efficient as possible. Mm. So like for myself, I know I'm really, really good at like video editing, right? I know I'm really good at creating content online. I'm good at all of that stuff. What I'm not good at is like administration and I don't want to talk about, I do want to talk about numbers because I'd be liking money sometimes, but oh, like yeah, responding yeah. to re- responding to emails and all of that, I hate it. But as the more that I've realized how much I have lost because I am not strong in this administrative organizational part, the more I'm like, ah, yeah, you're a great creative, but you know that you can do that in your sleep. Focus your attention in this area. And I think we try to double down on our strengths so much that it's like, we're chasing this illusion of perfection. Mm. And it's like, actually it doesn't the marginal difference between being 85% good at something and 99% good at something isn't actually what's making the difference. The the issue that's making the difference in your life right now is the fact that you're only 20% good in some things which actually matter. Do you get what I mean? And so I think it's important to, instead of chasing, becoming extra perfect in your strengths, which you already have, you should work on cultivating the weaknesses you have to a level of strength that is actually beneficial to you. Um, And that takes energy, that takes time, but that takes being aware of where to allocate your energy and your time. And I think failure or failing tests is actually the best way to see that, to see your weak spots, to see Mm -hmm. your blind spots. Um, And even having people around you who can be like, hey, this wasn't a failure, but this is how we can work on this area. Um, And we've said this before in the podcast, but just, you know, reminding yourself that people fail all the time, but it doesn't make them failures, right? Don't be careful of the labels that you put on yourself. Be careful of the words that you profess about yourself. um, Because if you keep walking into, you know, the new years or the new seasons or the new quarters, whatever timeline you set yourself thinking, failing is just what I do. You're never going to succeed. You really, really won't. So 
change your language surrounding yourself. And like I said, reframe a lot of what has happened to you um, and what you have done, because I think the framing of these things is often what makes or breaks us. Um, so then let's get into the practical tips because 2023 is hurtling towards us. And so in terms of the last couple of weeks of the year, how can the girls go about practically, strategically becoming more disciplined and consistent? Strategic. I love that. Yeah. Because, yeah we've done, systems we've done the um yeah, exactly. We've done the whole motivational stuff. Let's get to the no, nah, because I think strategy and systems are important. I yeah. think that's when you yeah. see the most progress, whether it be in business, as yep, a person yep, in yep, your growth, yep. um, and even in your relationships to a degree, when you systemize, you it makes it so much easier. Yeah, you for do sure. find ease. For sure. Um, so I am a huge systems person systems person. And when we say systems, we mean kind of like mode of working, mm-hmm. right? So what are the kind of frameworks, what are the key tools that you're going going to be using in order to get from A to B, right? How do I um, ensure that I have everything that I need in place for me to make this goal something realistic and also something that can be achieved? So the first thing that you want to do, I would say, when thinking about practically setting goals, but also trying to achieve those goals is start from the vision, right? Do the big, you know, vision board, vision mapping exercise that everyone loves to do at the beginning or at the end of the year. Um, Really set yourself some ambitious targets. And then what you want to do is see the difference between where you currently are and where you want to go. And I think that's actually a really good exercise because we often see the year as something quite arbitrary, but timelines is really important. And no matter how efficient your systems are, sometimes the reality of having realistic timelines is really, really important because it means that A, you either give yourself a shorter amount of time, which means you increase the pressure or you lengthen this out and make it a lot more um, kind of like a longer goal or a long-term goal that isn't confined by the year. I think many of us are so confined by in a year, I want Mm. to have achieved this, this, that. In a year, I want to be financially free. In a year, I want to look like this. In a year, I want to be the sometimes the goals or the visions that you have for yourself are something that will have an extended timeline. So I think actually sitting down with yourself and being realistic about what are the big visions that you have and then what are the timelines that are realistic, but most importantly, healthy to attain Mm -hmm. for. Um, So doing that exercise, I definitely recommend. I'd also think about some of the systems that you may have knowingly or unknowingly um, implemented over the course of the last year. So this is where you need to review some of your habits. This is where you need to start reviewing what are some of your tendencies, the things that you do. I think that sometimes we can be um, the kind of people that are like, ah, this is just the way that I am, right? This is just the way that I operate. But understanding that you have the agency to change and the agency to change who you want to be, the way you want to behave, the things that you want for your life is really, really important moving into 2023. So I want all the sisters to know, don't think that you are limited by your current circumstance, your current character and your current behavior. These are things that you can change and you have the power to change, but you need to start with recognizing that you have that agency. So pinpointing what are the things about me that I want to change that is doable in a year will set you up for success in 2023 for sure. And then also thinking about, cool, what are the things that I can do to make it easy? I think sometimes when we think of discipline, we think of heart. And whilst there is an element of hardness and discipline in that there are certain habits you may have to cultivate that are hard in order to be successful, systems can make it easier for you, right? So if there is a particular goal that you have, say a financial goal of saving XYZ money in a year, rather than, you know, 
having a really, really poor system management where it's like you get your salary, you get paid and you're like hoping for the best over mm. the course of, you know, the month or whatnot. Actually having automated pots, that's the type of system, right? You have automated pots where you get paid for the month and then automatically the money goes into those saving pots. You don't yeah. even have to think about it. You don't have to go through that really arduous process of like, how do I account for particular um expenditures and all that kind of stuff over the course of the month right so automation is a really good way to do that because it takes away all of that active thought all of that active pressure all of that active stress when it comes to planning for something or um, striving to achieve something or going towards something right there's also elimination now if there are things that are presently in your life that are causing you to fail or if there are things in your life people environments even character traits that you have Mm. it needs to be a priority to eliminate those things Mm. right so if you if you know for example you have um, tendencies to like really really get angry and particular situations or you have particular triggers what you need is not necessarily just willpower but you need to eliminate that friction one of my favorite favorite like authors is james clear Mm -hmm. um he did atomic habits Mm -hmm. and i love his newsletter i would definitely recommend that you guys check him out Mm -hmm. but what i love about him is he likes to make things so simple Mm -hmm. maximum in that newsletter there's like three main points that he's sharing and then boom bam go about your day or like there's certain ideas that he'll have a very simple idea but it's so so powerful that it really addresses some of the things that you may be facing in your life we can overcomplicate things so so much so even when we're thinking about system management and implementation we come up with all of these elaborate schemes in our head to try and like do well or like achieve our goals when really you want really you want something simple that works so Focus on the simple things that you can do to get 1% better every day. That's how I want you to conceptualize 2023. Mm -hmm. And also don't always expect there to be big kind of like leaps and bounds and changes over the course of like the day to day Mm. oftentimes when we measure progress and we see changes over the course of months it's over the course of a couple months several months don't be so bogged down by seeing results on the day to day but really try and strategically plan for monthly um, overviews or um, quarterly overviews because it takes the pressure off of you performing um your best and being your best in every single moment as Mm. you progress towards your goal over the course of the year right you want to be able to achieve your goals in as stress-free a manner as possible and I love the fact that you touched on stress because it's funny how counterproductive stress is we mount so much pressure on ourselves thinking that I need this pressure in order to act I need to be more um have more willpower and more discipline to be Mm. able to be that person and stuff like that. When actually it's about how can I do this and achieve this in as stress-free as possible. Now, this is not to say that you will always avoid stress. There will always be high intense periods. There will be periods where you will have to push, but understanding that discipline is not about pushing yourself to the absolute limit every single day. Mm. It's about the consistency of the habits that you can implement in your day-to-day that makes it easy for you to get to your overall goal. Don't think that this is about beating yourself up or killing yourself every single day day in day out i know that there's you know challenges out there and we definitely love for example um the vision challenge that we do the intention is not necessarily for you to beat yourself up it's actually coming from a place of love we want you to achieve your goals in a way that respects yourself in a way that allows you to cultivate self-love in a way that honors your body and honors you know your mind and allows you to cultivate a really positive relationship with yourself if the habits that you are starting to build or the habits that you've had previously have actually 
destroyed your self-confidence or destroyed your relationship with yourself, that's where you need to start. What are the habits that you can develop in 2023 that can allow you to repair the relationship that you have with yourself, repair the receipts that you're building up of yourself as well, and really understand like, I don't have to, you know, build up these habits. I don't have to have discipline as a form of self-flagellation, as a form of self-hate, mm. but a form of, of self-love. Um, mm. And then the last thing that I actually want to say on this is even our con- like the way that we think of discipline, right? Discipline, again, is not punishment. It's a way of loving yourself. It is the instant gratification versus the gratification that you can get over an extended period of time. Delayed gratification. And knowing that discipline is actually a way that you can show yourself that you have self-control is so, so important. Obviously for us, um, being faith-based and um, being Christians, self-control is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. It's a necessary character trait and it's a necessary thing to have especially in a world where you know we glorify instant gratification where it feels like people are achieving things so quickly a year is actually not a long time at all look at how quickly 2022 has actually gone by do you know what i mean a year is not a long time so sometimes we look at the beginning of the year and the end of the year and think damn so So much has happened and do you know what i mean we've come so far but equally a year is actually not a long time so it's perfectly feasible for you to have made progress but for you to have not landed right and that's okay discipline again is about um, that delayed gratification it's about having and installing those habits so that you can obtain results and obtain goals over a lifetime it's not just about 2023 don't think of 2023 of i think sometimes we look at the the year coming and think that's going to be that year or like that's going to be my year when really discipline is about ensuring that every year is your year Mm. okay 2023 is just one of those years that is of the years that are of you right because you're not going to it's only you that's experiencing your years it's only you that's experiencing your lifetime and when we're constantly looking ahead to the immediate next year as the year we forget that there's the year after that and the year after that and the year after that having that long-term thinking and really understanding that you're setting yourself self up for a lifetime of not just success in the terms of the tangible things that you can have but success in terms of your well-being your happiness Um, fruitful relationships the intangible stuff that are the most important when we think about folks who share their experiences of their lifetime towards the end of their life right thinking of discipline and thinking of it in those terms as a long-term investment into your personal development happiness and well-being and relationships will completely transform the way that you um tackle your 2023 yeah the day-to-day is so important to focus on 2023 is just going to be the year that you can compound on what 2022 was and if you don't double down on weeding out some bad habits and working on that first you're going to compound bad habits right um and so i think it's important to identify what habits do i actually need to cultivate or what qualities do i need to cultivate within myself for life Mm, for the mm -hmm, future mm -hmm. because vision isn't just about the end of 2023 i hope that you are looking towards the life you want to live in five years 10 years maybe some of you have a vision for the next 20 years of your Mm -hmm, life i think mm -hmm. it's important to start working in alignment of your very long-term goals um and even if you're not aware of that then set a vision for how however far into the future you can actually see and then start thinking okay if I want to be that woman what qualities does she have that I want to possess it could be some that you already have it could be some that you need to work on and then I think your plans for 2023 should then help you 
every day to get a step closer to becoming that person or to acquiring that quality. And I think that comes down to what are you doing in the day-to-day to to help you? Mm -hmm. Because I think there's so much power in just focusing on one day. Let me just get today right, right? Um, And I think this is one, one bad habit that I've seen a lot of people have, which you really have to redefine if you don't want your year to escape you. Mm. It's throwing the whole day away because one thing didn't go mm. right, right? Oh, if you're going to <laughs> have a good track record of a year, each step, each day needs to be executed. Doesn't mean it's going to be without struggle. Doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Doesn't mean you're going to tick off everything on your to-do list. But every minor inconvenience cannot have you going, you know, having the mentality of, okay, we'll just go again tomorrow. No, go again now. Start Damn. again now. You ain't got to come like that though, man. What? Did you have to bring that up, man? We were just minding our business. But you combined your business into nah, foolishness. Just- <laughs> I was just minding my business you had to bring that up because that when I say that has been me no do you, you know when there's something that actually hurts you yeah or like something wrong happens and, like, and you're like the you whole know day what, we're starting again sometimes it'll even be next week but you know start. exactly but you know what because it's something I used to do as well where it's like <laughs> I messed up on my diet I guess we'll go again next we'll month go again. <laughs> <laughs> or like we'll wait for Monday right, or something right, like right, that and it's right. like it's something that I've tried to work on in Q4 mm-hmm especially when there's moments or days when I wake up tired. I'm very, um, I was always a person who was like, you know what, today's a write-off. I'm just going to take the whole day off. Yeah. No, have a lion till 12, take the morning off and and start again and get up. Do you get what I mean? Because by then you'll have energy. Yeah. Um, And I think that there's this element of like, I'm not saying don't be, you know, don't care for yourself and don't be sympathetic to yourself because I think having empathy, love and tenderness and to a degree gentleness towards yourself is very important. But when it comes to cultivating discipline, you need to know how to strike that balance because there is a fine line between being gentle and being lazy and you have to really push yourself. You have to push yourself in 2023. Um, And I think so many of us are lazy people in denial and (laughs) it's self-care. I've been there. It's like, oh no, it's self-care, baby. Baby, baby, it, um, you've been self-caring for seven days. You know what always kills me? What's like really been convicting me? You know that Bible verse that's like lazy hands are quick. Yeah, to, po- to poverty. To poverty. <laughs> get, get up, get up, get up. And I'm not talking about having vacations. And I think this is another thing about systems, right? Yeah, you can systemize rest right, because rest right. is vital. Rest is a vital tool to your advancement. But even that needs to be systemic. That's so. Funny. I have scheduled times of rest. <laughs> I know that, like for me, this year, once a month, I will travel somewhere. And when I travel, I will decide: is this a working travel or is this a I ain't doing nothing travel? And if it's a I ain't doing nothing travel, that's great. I can work for the next three four weeks knowing that i have rest coming up ahead of me do you get what i mean um and please don't take this as an extreme of like oh this is toxic what if i'm sick then take some paracetamol and go to bed no one's telling you to push through the adversities of life but most of us are not going through adversity it's just i had a rough morning it rained today i'm drained today drained me and it's like yeah but if you keep writing off these days these write-offs compound Mm. and if you're not careful you will have so many days of the year which you cannot account for yeah because you rip them all off and it's like you could have just kept going so i think looking to like each day and being like 
And I think this is also what helps to circumvent anxiety because a lot of us get anxious because we're thinking so much about, damn, I got to be perfect for the next 12 weeks. And it's like, no, 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 just be good today. Not even perfect today. Just be good today. Pattern today, right? Tomorrow will take care of itself. Like it's another principle from the Bible. It's like, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has all its worries for itself. Worry about today. How about that? And once we get through today, and I think it's it's great to practice daily gratitude in this way. And when you lie down, you can give yourself that pat on the back of you got through today. Yes, the day started rough or yes, there was this inconvenience or yes, you, you know, this didn't go perfectly, but you kept going. Mm. Now, rest and go again tomorrow after you rest and i think that that we look at these grand bursts of like rest it has to be vacation or we look at these grand bursts of productivity i have to ace this project in two weeks and it's like no actually you can break these down into smaller chunks Mm. and instead of you know needing to have this burnout period where you now have to go on vacation for two weeks because you can't think straight make sure you're getting a full night's sleep every Mm. night so Mm -hmm. that you can be refreshed for the next day i want to encourage you as you set your vision for 2023 you make your vision board or whatever you do to do that really start thinking about okay so what's the system I've got all these pretty pictures I've got these lovely ideals and I do think it's important to take time to vision cast and be a dreamer like as two very ambitious people we are dreamers and like I'm very particular about I want to see the vision in detail. I want to see a movie in my mind of what my life could be because that's what gives gets me excited. But after I've seen the movie in my mind and I'm like, oh my God, I could be living here and I could be having this and I could be doing X, Y, Z. How are you going to get there, babe? It's just a fantasy right now. How are you going to get there? And I think that's what we need to also implement when we're setting our vision strategy. So Mm. you might not write a strategy for the whole year. Mm. In fact, I would actually discourage you from writing one for the whole year because I think once you get past January or Q1, which I think is a more realistic timeline, um, you'll realize that some things need to be adapted and some things need to be, you know, reviewed a little bit and changed up um so i think set a strategy for q1 and go into the new year knowing what you're going to do for the next 12 weeks and focus on that just focus on that oh that was wholesome it was it was so um (laughs) so i guess in this conversation of um cultivating discipline and consistency you know we're all about community here and one thing we always say at the end of conversations like this is make sure that you have accountability yeah i wanted us to give practical tips as to how sisters can go about establishing accountability Mm -hmm. in their Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. so not just telling you go and get accountability what does that actually look like and how do you actually do it cool i love accountability i really do um there's different levels of accountability and it's actually something that we write about at length in our upcoming debut book you should so... read it the link is in the show notes in the description thank you and god bless you Hallelujah. if you want to get your life together you know those like a uh, personal development yeah there's infomercials on the personal if you do you want to know how to make a million dollars in two weeks buy this book you know what's it reminding you of you know like the forex <laughs> traders that are like scammers literally literally <laughs> that will now comment under your picture like if you'd like to make a million dollars in the next 24 hours i was broke and then i met jenny and then, yeah it's always it's always if you don't get out it's of a these Laura, comments it's a jenny uh, it's a something 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 it's a craig or a greg but, uh, and it's the most random anyways we won't we'll, we won't be doing that the, the whole scam <laughs> stuff we'll talk about that later 
accountability so there's different levels of accountability there's personal accountability Mm -hmm. there is relational accountability in terms of the people that you have as your peers Mm -hmm. there's also accountability from mentors and then there's accountability from communities so the first personal accountability you need to be accountable to yourself i think sometimes we can rush and be like oh i need accountability grab a lady (laughs) grab a guy (laughs) grab somebody you know in the clubs that's everybody grab it's too too much literally stop grabbing people grab yourself my dear sit down gather yourself together right the person that you need to be accountable first and foremost is to yourself like are you um are you actually checking in with yourself are you just setting goals and just hoping that you know I'm going to do it or like I'm going to hit it. And these are the things that I'm going to do towards that. But Mm. you're not tracking. You don't have any process of evaluation. I speak often of like self-evaluation because having dedicated moments where you can actually sit down and review away from the doing is really important. Sometimes we just get so caught up in the doing that we don't actually sit down and review. Is this the most healthy, realistic way that I'm going about getting towards this goal, right? right? So self-accountability looks like setting up dedicated time with yourself to sit down and say, how well am I progressing? How am I doing? How am I feeling? And it might be that I tend to like to do this kind of quarterly where I might go out on an extended walk. I might take the day off. I might sit down and just have a, you know, a session with myself. As Courtney was saying earlier, it doesn't have to be the whole, you're taking two weeks off to go on vacation to be in a bunker somewhere without internet. Do you know what I mean? I think sometimes we can... It's, it's too much yeah. it's doing too much you can have that maybe yeah, at the end of the year I, I think it's cute yeah but, but also most people can't have that life go. just be in the way it's so unrealistic for a lot of people so for you know folks that are around our age older younger folks that are busy they have lots of different priorities it might be the case of take an afternoon off an evening off a morning i really like my morning so i might take a morning off here and there to just review Um, journal you might type it up you might record yourself but actually having time to be accountable to yourself and say realistically what has been going really well what could be improved those are like the two biggest questions when it exactly it doesn't have to be complicated it can be that simple where you just sit with yourself review those two questions and then you can adapt as Courtney was saying beyond the 12 weeks it might be a every three weeks four weeks every six weeks every 12 weeks sit down with yourself what's been going well what could be better? How am I feeling? How, like, what results am I getting? Is there any way that I can optimize? Right. Because at least then you have a baseline from when you started and now you've had some progress or maybe you've had no progress, but you've had that dedicated time to be accountable to yourself. Next is relational accountability. Now, this is where a lot of people get super bogged down and I can't find the right person to be accountable to. It's so hard out here in these streets to make friends, (laughs) which is true. Mm -hmm. It's really, really true. And I've been seeing the sentiments online and in person around, you know, cultivating good friendships and actually having people to be accountable to when it comes to the different goals that you have in your life. Some practical ways you can go about this is you don't necessarily have to have one person that you're accountable to for everything Everything. okay it puts that person under a lot of pressure to be like oh so how is your you know your fitness journey going on how is your career have you been doing this this person is not they're not here to be your parent whilst you're like a toddler (laughs) do you know what i mean this is your friend so there's a couple of things 
that for example, I will go to Courtney to and be like, yo, Courtney, mm-hmm. could you hold me accountable in mm-hmm. these three areas or these two areas or this one, one area? area? I have other friends that I'll go to, um, folks that are like really financially savvy, for example. And that's where you can actually utilize the strengths of your friends as well, right? So people that you know that are close to you that are really strong in a really good yeah. area. So people that you admire when it comes to kindness and giving, they might be the person that you go to to be like, yo, I really want to be a kind and giving person. I love what you're doing would you like to um, be that person to hold me accountable and then offer up yourself as well Mm. it's not just about somebody else holding you accountable but it's about that mutual accountability so you may be strong in particular areas the areas that you've identified from your personal accountability Mm -hmm. see what we're doing this (laughs) from the inside (laughs) outside you know what i'm saying it's the inner circle to the outside but from the areas that you've identified yourself being particularly strong in Mm. offer up accountability to another person that's struggling in that area and start to buddy up and pair up there's so much power in the twos or the threes it doesn't have to be complicated again it can be a coffee every quarter it can Mm. be an informal conversation it can be a walking meeting of like yo these are the goals i had at the beginning of the year we are 12 weeks in and (laughs) we haven't worked on any (laughs) we haven't worked on any and ask them for their honest opinion it's really important that accountability is not just about motivation accountability is to write an account the word to account means you need to log or you need to share the things that you have been doing not just the achievements not just the losses but how have you actually been working what are your ways of working what are the systems that you're using you need to give account Mm. of that that's what accountability is so that's a little bit around the relational accountability There's also the relational accountability of having like mentors Mm. or having folks that are a little bit further down the process. Again, don't get too bogged down if you look around and you say, oh, I don't really have a lot of mentors or all that kind of stuff. It can just be like older people or people that are a bit more established every once in a a while you engaging with them. Right. So it might be, you know, an like an older auntie like i personally i love listening to the wisdom of older aunties as much as sometimes they can be frustrating they have a wealth of knowledge and wisdom it can be you know this is not to say go and ask your mother or your auntie or uncle to be your accountability partner because you know i mean if you can and you feel comfortable do that because they actually one thing i've noticed and realized even in having conversation with my my own mom recently they love getting involved they love that's that's actually what has brought them into the trouble you know but this doesn't mean that they you need to be accountable to them for everything yeah <laughs> but in particular areas i will be like oh okay mom like what do you think yeah. i'm progressing in this particular area i would love your wisdom on this on how i can progress further moving on mm. it can be as informal as that do not eschew the wisdom of the elders as much as they can be annoying they're wise and they've been through a lot yeah um so there's those kind of options and then lastly community accountability so I can use TMS as as a great example. We have obviously the communities that we've built from our live shows and from just the folks that we've seen online. We've even seen some beautiful things happen in the comments where a sis will state that, you know, she's working on this particular goal and a sister will reach out and be like, these are the ways that you can continue to do this or progress or be better. So use this community that you're listening to and that you're a part of and invested in. If you do have a problem, please do let us know. And we're happy to help facilitate the crowdfunding of accountability, the crowdfunding of ideas and thoughts and all of that kind of good stuff. There's other communities that you can tap into 
as well. Mm. A big community is um, if you're faith-based, a faith-based community, mm. getting plugged into your local faith-based community is really, really important. Show up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other communities around the hobbies and interests mm-hmm. that you like. So for example, if you are somebody that's trying to, you know, be a fit babe mm-hmm. next year, join a local like fit community, a yeah, class or something. Class. It's really nice to get to know people yeah. that are working out as well. Um, if you're interested in the finances or even the character building, be bold enough to start stepping into those communities and making it known that you have goals mm. because there's nothing like having people around you that are in a similar mindset as mm. you're striving towards those goals. Yeah. I think sometimes the loneliness of aspirations can make it more difficult to actually achieve your goals. But when you know that there's actually a community of people from a wealth of different backgrounds, so many experiences and people that actually may be invested in helping you, like, yo, it's being plugged into so many different communities, especially for me, like recently that I'm like, damn, there's actually some really cool people that I've gotten to meet that care about like the work that I do, but also care about me enough to kind of suggest ways that I can continue to better myself. So really get plugged into community as a means of accountability and don't be afraid to crowdfund when you need like suggestions support help somebody to look over something super super important um yeah. but yeah those are like kind of that. like my practical way I like that, that. I no I think you put everything everything on the head I think accountability really is about partnership you've got to be accountable to someone for a season so it's yeah. not just there's a difference between somebody holding you accountable and being an accountability partner mm. um or a mentor or something and just going to someone for advice right like you said about the account aspect, this is somebody you have to go back to and be like, ah, so over this period of time, I said I was going to do X, Y, Z. This is what I actually ended up doing. And mm-hmm. I think I might need your advice or I might need you to just be like, hey, keep focused, you right. know, as a reminder. Um, So I think there is an importance in you developing yourself enough to be humble enough to receive that feedback but also to know how to do communication well so that the person can stay on top of you um and you can glean from them advice in the moment if you need it if you come across a particular challenge and also for you to just be open to knowing that this has to be a bit of a long-term thing long-term can be 12 weeks long-term can be five years whatever it is just being like hey let's do this together or i'll check in with you at these organized times to make sure that you know what's going on um and a a mentor or sorry an accountability partner doesn't necessarily have to be a mentor it doesn't have to be someone who is like ahead of you in some way it could actually be someone who shares common goals to you Mm. right and is trying to go on that journey along with you holding each other accountable um I have a friend my friend Jade we're doing like challenges with each other daily checking in with each other daily to just be like hey how are you doing um and how are we getting closer to our goals in this area it makes life a lot easier because there's somebody who you can talk to about the journey and the process and the highs and the lows so even finding peer-to-peer accountability does matter um and it can be done whether you find it in the sisterhood or in your own life we just pray that you find it because it will really help catapult you towards your goals but sisters we hope that you have enjoyed this episode that it has been helpful full of a lot of practical wisdom and nuggets for you to take away so that 2023 can be an amazing year for you and your goals and your vision if you are wondering how to set a vision for your life you can actually still pick up the vision tool 
kit on our website, which goes deep into how to set vision for different areas of your life. As much as it was for 2022, ain't much changed. You can still apply it to 2023 and beyond. So go and get that if you wish to. The link will be in our description. And if you do head to our website as well, why not sign up to our mailing list where we can send you weekly glowing and growing tips straight to your inbox. We're not going to spam you. That's not what we do around here. We only send you great stuff. We will not be encouraging you to sign up to our Forex trading link We platform. don't do that. We we'll don't leave do that, that to Craig, Greg and Jenny. And Laura and... The, and all of them. They're all of them. All man. of the other scammers. Oh. But yes, please make sure that you're <laughs> plugged into the system <laughs> and that you are following us on all social media platforms. Mm-hmm. You can chime into the conversations and the fun that we have with memes and all of those things. And even send suggestions of episodes that you want to see Absolutely. by following us at To My Sisterhood everywhere and to my sisters on linkedin okay get get that get that career back to professional help um so, but yes and you can also follow our individual glowing and growing journeys the lady in the space buns on my right who gave you all the gems today at renee kapuku and you can also follow me at c d boating absolutely and of course as courtney stated sign up to that mailing list because some cute stuff be dropping the girls on the mailing list are really enjoyment they're just enjoying themselves and actually we do want to shout out the fact that we will be sharing a special code for folks that are trying to pick up some exciting self-care oriented bits and pieces and some perfect gifts for christmas from miss langy candles we love to see now langy candles is an amazing company that we partnered with for our live show and one of the packages that was won by one of our lovely ladies was actually sponsored by Lange candles Ooh. and i cannot lie it smells those too few, good yo i got like the cherry blossom and the plum Ooh. my room be smelling yeah i got the berry one i haven't busted open yet but when i do it's over you guys go hear about it Ooh. oh it's really even good. in the box it like just it's smells beautiful. so good it's absolutely beautiful yeah so we cannot recommend enough we will be sharing in the mailing list a little something something for those of you that are trying to pick up something yes. from Lange yes. in the next few weeks so make sure that you sign up check out their page as well as follow and support it is owned by our woman <laughs> Come our on, sister come on somebody so you know we're all about supporting the sisterhood and sisters in community so please 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 follow support and uh, sign up to the mailing list yes other than that we hope that you enjoyed the episode we hope that you enjoyed we and we'll be back very week. soon hopefully in christmas jumpers and christmas hats i'm putting Maybe. that out into the end <laughs> i'll wear red <laughs> Comment below <laughs> who would like to see Miss Courtney in some Christmas themed attire. Please, please, please comment below. Come over to YouTube and let us know what you'd like to see Miss Courtney in in the next two weeks or so. You guys know me already. It doesn't mean I'm going to do it. I if there democracy. are enough of you, I'm gonna put out something on the I Instagram just woke story. up to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> You know when you have to put out a disclaimer on YouTube channels. So one of the hosts, Grinny's <laughs> not here today. You know, like, um, girls club and stuff like that, and you're behind the camera. Like, I just don't want to. Anyway, sisters, we've nothing enough. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We are sending so much love into this week. Hope you have a phenomenal, phenomenal week. And as always, keep glowing and growing.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.